There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast. I'm your host, Shay, joined today by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? Hello, hello. Doing quite well. Definitely enjoying the quarantine. Day number a lot. Yeah, I've lost track. All I do now is play Apex. Every day feels the same, and it's a good life. Here we are. It's a really good life. Uh, This is your weekly Apex Legends podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about news, leaks, rumors, a couple reviews you guys dropped us. And then we're going to be going through all the gold items in Apex, giving you a little breakdown of every single one of them, and wrapping up the episode with some listener questions. Really excited to get into all of it today. Any other thoughts before that, Henry? Should be a really fun episode. Hopefully you guys enjoy this one. For sure. So with that, let's dive right on into the news, leaks, and rumors. First bit of news is coming from the Apex Legends Global series. Henry, why don't you give us a little rundown of what the Apex Legends Global Series is for any listener that doesn't really know. Yeah, so pretty much this is the official competitive scene uh, of Apex Legends taking place on uh, PC. Um, It's split right now between an American League and a a North American League and a European League. And ever since this uh, global shutdown, uh, these tournaments have been going online. So... uh, we watched this one uh, this last weekend and going to give you guys the, the rundown. Yeah, so in the European scene, which is very interesting, real quick, I just kind of want to talk a little bit about, it's a very interesting breakdown between the European games and the North American games in that the North American like teams play a lot more aggressive. Um, the point system for how this is scored, this whole competitive scene, is you get placement points in the top 10. And then, you know, obviously the higher you place, the more points you get. And then you get PK, so point kills. And in North America, it's incredibly aggressive um, to an extent, you know, with ranked and all. Yeah, yeah. But then in Europe, everybody is very much just on lock, like avoid fights to the grandest extent. Yeah, some people say it's more passive Mm -hmm. uh, and North American is a bit more aggressive. I might say that uh, European is a bit more strategic and North American is a bit more reckless. But, but with uh, that, it's also interesting because there's a huge uh, skill gap, it seems like, between North America. Like you have a lot of top teams that yeah. are really much, very much dominating the league and then everyone else. And then in Europe, it seems to be very spread out where like everybody is very, very good. And so it's a lot more balanced. It's really weird. But anyways... Result to the European finals, we had Myth win out in Europe this time around, and Alliance came in second, and this is really important because the competitive scene is very much shifted to, it's Gibraltar, it's Watson, it's Wraith, maybe Pathfinder. It That's just, pretty much it. it. Those are the only four legends you see, and outside of that, like, your gameplay style is dictated a little bit, like, a lot of teams that run Pathfinder will really try to scan those beacons, get ahead of the game, and, you know, position themselves in houses. But if you're running Gibraltar, you might edge the zone a little bit more and use the artificial cover that the dome provides to really just ride the edge of the zone and try to get those placement points. But Alliance... Tell us what Alliance did, Henry. They kind of really messed things up over in Europe by kind of taking a stand against that meta uh, by having a caustic player. And they ended up taking second place. Yeah, so they swapped Caustic for what 
probably Gibraltar because they yeah. ran Caustic, Wraith, and Watson. Watson. And it was an interesting thing. It was a very big deal. It was the only team that had anything other than those first four legends we mentioned. Yeah. And it was a big, big switch up. Yeah. And it huge, worked. A huge win for kind of mixing up the meta of the game and proving that other legends can tango out there in the competitive scene. So super cool. Yeah. What are your thoughts a little bit on that? Like on the fact that, you know, the competitive scene is really limited to four legends for the most part. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of talk out, out there on the social and Reddit about how kind of the meta is so fixed in this game. Uh, but kind of my perspective is this is not apex as we play it. This is the highest level of pro competitive play. Uh, they are training with these legends for six months in advance for most of these tournaments. And so to say, oh, wow, every single team has a Gibraltar. Yeah, they decided that like up to a year ago. Yeah. So, you know, when you're playing at that level and you're getting as many reps that they are uh, to kind of refine that very specific skill set, uh, it is what it is. I don't expect there to see a lot of uh, variability in the legend composition uh, in the near future. Yeah, I mean, we've talked a little bit about what it would take to change that. Yeah. And I think it'll come down to an introduction of a new legend. That's kind of what happened with Watson. Very much shook up the meta by being able to offer something that wasn't in the game at that point, really. Or very much the nerfing of one legend. Like, the only way you're going to see Gibraltar removed from this competitive play is if something happens to him that takes him out of that uh, just dominant standard, whether it be you know, the dome having an HP limit or shorter on the time. Yeah. And then another thing that we noticed in the global series is in the North American team where Rogue won uh, with TSM taking second place. Despite uh, having a disconnect, which is kind of crazy. In the last game of the round, they just had a PC player disconnect. And, you know, that's kind of the pain of, you know, it all being online. But anyways, keep that thought going. Uh, but something that Shay and I were discussing offline is, you know, TSM has a very successful track record in the competitive scene, uh, and they don't run a Gibraltar, uh, while all the other, other teams do, uh, they were running with Wraith, Pathfinder and Watson. And we were kind of questioning each other. Why aren't other teams copying that same pattern? It's interesting. Like TSM is to put it in perspective, they are the most dominant team out there by far uh they'd won i think three of the global series tournaments the first three of them and a lot of other uh competitions in general they are just like the warriors of the apex legends scene right now they're the team to beat and it's kind of just fascinating to see other teams are not really trying to copy them at all they really stand to what everybody else is doing and not really paying much attention to TSM. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I'm I wonder if we'll see it switched up. You know, season five could change some things with Loba and nerfs, but I think um for the most part, just because of the Wraith portal being so uh, you know, useful in that competitive scene and Watson just being who she is, I don't know how much it'll shift in the near future. Next piece of news we have is the second teaser for season five that dropped. It is a key card, like another hollow card, the one we talked about earlier. Uh, it is located in Sorting Factory, uh, in like the corner area. I don't know the exact coordinates of it, 
and it shows additional levels underneath labs on Kings Canyon. So pretty much next to the portal, you have a door that was shown in the first hollow card. And now there's another attachment to that, which you see in this one. On the device, it says, read electrical device, check with Jamie, more tunnels, check west half of the island. Very exciting stuff. Seems like we're definitely going to get some big changes to Kings Canyon and uh, see the third release of these key cards coming out uh, this Friday. Yep. So awesome teasers and we love to see it. It'll be cool. Uh, there's right now, if you like connect them, there's a couple pictures floating around. Uh, you can connect them and they're making one bigger image. So I'm excited to see what this uh, next one, you know, completes. For sure. We also have the new release of the Twitch Prime skin for Wraith. It's called the Forgotten in the Void. Pretty cool skin. I kind of think this partnership with Twitch is quite interesting and kind of the the special skin releases. Uh, but if you take a look at this, and it'll be on our Instagram, um, it kind of looks kind of spooky. It's like spooky. it's titled "The Forgotten in the Void." Is this what happens to your face if you if, yeah, if stay too long? Stay too long in the <laughs> void, dude. It looks really cool. Um, it's my favorite Twitch Prime skin that they've released so far, and I hope that there's some actual like lore maybe built off of it that we'll hear about. Really cool stuff, though, for sure. Last bit of news we have for today is the bug fixes that are going on in Apex right now. So, you know, just quick, several Mirage bugs related to damaging his decoy as well as his tactical cooldown were restored back to 15 seconds. It was kind of a funny one where the Bloodhound Ultimate would get canceled if they shot a Mirage decoy, <laughs> which was just like, that's the kind of buff we've been begging for, right? Mirage shuts them down. Yeah. Just like that. Uh you know, challenge is missing for some players and then picked up grenades not shown in the HUD. Just good to see that they're making these changes. If you are one of the people asking, why does my banner not show up uh, sometimes? That is a season five bug that they are planning on fixing then as it is not a game breaker right now. And with Respawn working from home, I'm sure it is a lot more difficult to fix that kind of stuff than it normally would be. That wraps up our news for today, and we would like to read off a couple awesome reviews we got on Apple Podcasts and that are appreciated so much. Henry, why don't you take the first one? For sure, for sure. All right, so the first five-star review is coming from LG Shinimo. I've never listened to such a reasonable and fun podcast. You guys make me want to play Apex more than ever. I wish you guys posted daily because this is an outstanding podcast. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you, LG Shinimo. Somebody thinks we're reasonable. Somebody thinks we're doing our job right. I like it. I like it. And, you know, we are wanting to put out more content, of course, and mm -hmm. there is something coming down uh, the pipeline. And so hopefully you guys keep listening and we can make that happen. Yep, for sure. Next review is coming from Green Bean Washin. I love your podcast and I also love Apex. You guys give me a ton of info and you guys are funny while doing it. Keep it up. That's the best compliment you can get. Someone actually thinks we're funny. That's kind of a common trend. I, I don't try to be that funny. <laughs> oh it, just, it just happens. You've got the driest humor and it cracks me <laughs> up that we have a podcast now because it is so hard to recognize sometimes. But yeah, I love I'll it. try to be good. I'll try to be good. Yeah, we got to get some more animation out of you, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that, let's move into the main topic for today. And what we're going to be doing is really talking about all of the gold items in Apex we're going to go through the guns, the attachments, the armor, everything like that. I'm going to give you our breakdown of it. 
Uh, really what we think it does best in the game, who it fits best with as a legend. And maybe we'll talk about a couple gold guns if we have some time at the end. That's right. What do you start us off? What's the first thing we're going to talk about? Yeah, so the first gold item that we're going to dive into is the Sniper Digital Threat 4 to 10 times scope. Uh, this is uh, kind of at the bottom of our list for gold items because uh, we don't really use snipers as much. Uh, and this is a really tough one to use. You know, being so far away, they're using it 10 times. Uh, it's kind of tricky. But uh, would you give any advice on how best to use this? I mean, it's awesome for racking up those high damage games with like the charge rifle and stuff or the triple take because those just don't have any bullet drop. And with a 10 times digital threat, you can hit some crazy shots. That's right. Um, You know, outside of that, I would just say like the limitation in that you can't really use it close range. If you really want to, you know, use it and carry it on a gun. I would probably say the triple take just because it offers you some versatility and that the triple take is almost like a shotgun at times with its burst. That's right. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, you know, it's okay though. And the meta where how up close you get when the ring shrinks, it's not the best, but it's still a fun attachment to use on a sniper every once in a while. Next gold item is the coveted gold knockdown shield. Uh, quite an interesting item, allows you to self-revive and still has that 750 health points on the shield itself. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, it's not the best item. Sometimes you got to have some luck to pull it off. Yeah, it, it nothing beats, though, getting the self-res off and, you know, then uh, being able to actually take out a team. I'll say if you get a gold knock, I'm probably pushing it to either mirage if you have one on your team the invisibility sometimes lets you get away but more importantly is if you have somebody that has a gold backpack which we'll talk a little little bit about later those couple together really well yeah and being able to use that gold backpack uh and the self-revive together is super cool and over here at the third party we're trying to really refine our mirage play a little bit looking forward to this uh, trying to get that 20 bomb with mirage right now and it is not going well. Just wait a couple weeks. Hopefully, some hopefully good something stuff comes. comes down. Yeah. Next little bit of attachment stuff we have is the gold barrel stabilizer. This is you know the top of the top reduces muzzle flash for every gun. Uh, it's still a little broken on the R99 in that a purple barrel stabilizer actually uh, reduces muzzle flash more than the gold one. But outside of that, it's amazing. You've talked that ends about how amazing it is on the hemlock yeah i don't know what it i mean the hemlock single fire doesn't have a whole lot of recoil so i shouldn't be you know complaining too much but when you have a purple or a gold barrel stabilizer on it you can just spam shots so quickly and really have zero recoil whatsoever and with the reduction of the muzzle flash you can see the target perfectly so i definitely uh, recommend this for a hemlock definitely an r99 g7 not the r99 g7 the r99 is getting fixed it will get fixed i wouldn't get too upset about it it's a small thing and you know when you do have a purple barrel stabilizer on the r99 it greatly improves the gun so Mm -hmm. definitely soon it'll be a very good gold item for For those as well next attachment we have is the digital threat one-time scope highlights enemies uh, through smoke, you know, highlights them in red. You can see them through caustic gas. And, you know, it's interesting sight. What are your first thoughts on it for sure? Yeah, this is definitely something that a lot of people ask us about and we kind of debate. Uh, we play a lot with Bangalore uh, as a third uh, and Shay's been playing a bit more caustic. And so I've been picking up more digital threats. 
Um, but kind of, I, I have a bias. I play with the two times bruiser the most. I like the openness and the visibility of it. And I think that the one times uh, is kind of just a bit small for me. Yeah, the the one times is fine with me personally. The thing about the digital threat is it's the closed box of it really blocks your view at times. Yeah. And that can be a problem. For the most part, though, I do use it if I find it just because it does offer that versatility in Bangalore smoke. And, you know, I need that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm the most inept smoke player we have ever seen in Apex. That's right. Next gold item, our last one on the list, is Anvil Rounds. It's a hop-up attachment for the R301 and the Flatline. Uh, I have really grown to like uh, this item. Uh, I think it definitely allows you to have some versatility if you don't have a Hemlock or a G7. allows you to definitely have that long-range capability. Um, I'd say definitely pick it up. It's the only gold hop-up at the moment. Uh, you have any advice on using it? I like it. It's versatile. Um, really good at that medium range. And it's really nice uh, to conserve ammo, especially if you're just, uh, you know, if you're k- taking that high ground and, you know, trying to hold that area and stuff, it's nice to not have to be rattling off like five or six shots every time you're shooting at someone and you can just hit the one anvil shot instead. For sure. It's good. I wish we had another gold hop as well. And hopefully that's something that comes soon. Yeah, we're definitely foreseeing that. And now into kind of the major gold gear in the game. We already talked about the knockdown shield, uh, but let's kick this off with the gold helmet. It's an amazing freaking piece of armor-ish thing. It pretty much has the headshot reduction of 25%, which is huge. Very nice. Very nice. And it decreases the charge up time for your tactical and ultimate ability for whatever legend is using it. Um, you know, if you're playing in a party, the gold helmet is something that is very much a team-oriented thing. Like, you want to push it to whoever needs it the most. Uh, I think we agree that that is probably Gibraltar, Wraith, and Pathfinder. So if you're playing with one of those in that order, would you say that order? I'd probably say that order, yeah. Those are the guys that we think that having their abilities help the team so quickly. And with Pathfinder and Wraith, you know, your teammate's just going to stay alive longer if they have that extra into the void or the extra grapple. And it's just so good for them. Yeah, I think that being able to have more uh, dome shields is kind of why Jabi's at the top of our list. Uh, but, you know, overall, it used to be that a gold helmet went to Lifeline straight away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we may see some more changes to Lifeline come down and bring it back to her. Uh, but at the moment, uh, I think the, the gold helmet is kind of set in its ways. Yeah, for sure. But it's definitely a really good piece of gear to get. And I get excited whenever we find it. Oh, yeah. Next item we have is the gold backpack. Maybe maybe the second best? Yeah, Would I you think say? it's definitely the second best. Second best gold item. Add six inventory slots, as you know, uh, purple does pretty much. And revives your teammates with half health and half shields. Nothing is get better than getting picked up by someone with a gold bag. This is so clutch. I mean, we've had so many games where this definitely turns the tides of a fight. You know, you can start, get pushed back. You're on your back foot. Somebody gets knocked. And being able to do a fast res uh, under a bubble and then to have that person really not need to heal, they can still contribute, is huge. Yeah, it's huge. And I think uh, 
from a legend standpoint of who you want to push it to, uh, Lifeline, just because always having the ability to fast res with that shield. Gibraltar, having the ability to fast res with a house around you. That's okay. Impenetrable. And then we consider Bangalore to be the third best quote-unquote healer in Apex, just because the smoke can offer versatility and being able to, you know, not uh, be shot at unless you're yeah. going up against those digital threats. Yeah. And then if you want a fourth, Caustic, because those traps, man, those traps are nice. Yeah. And getting that guy back up and kind of getting that res and healing up. Very good. And then top of the gold list for gear is going to be the amazing, the great gold body armor. Man, do you remember when it wasn't good? I remember when they kind of messed up, but now everything is back on track. Makes you consume your healables faster and the ultimate accelerants faster. It is a game changer. Yeah, this this piece of gear is really great on anybody. Um, you know, with the the addition of Evo shields, uh, you know, some people have questioned whether or not uh, gold body armor is worth it uh, because you can get the red Evo. But I think here on the third party, we say. Gold armor is a fantastic piece of equipment. Gold armor over the red Evo, um, unless you are lifeline, is the caveat I will make. Just yeah. because with lifeline, you're pretty much operating with a gold back or with a gold body armor the entire time. That's right. But man, does it change games. Like, it is so good. Nothing's better than the gold body armor. And I think we've seen a real uptick in it in Kings Canyon I since that 100% update. I agree. Yeah, I think the... The kind of buff to adding more uh, of the current spawn of loot on King's Canyon definitely increased the amount of gold body armor we were seeing uh, end game. And that really changes things. It's Uh, just interesting because, you know, when World's Edge was introduced, there was a lot more loot control in that the ticks, uh, they can always be gold. Like the cargo drones, I mean. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The cargo drones are always gold if you hit them right. And then having the vault as well, we saw a huge increase in gold armor. And so I think it was really weird for people heading back to King's Canyon for that second split and then seeing a real decrease in that because they're, you don't see a gold tick a lot in King's Canyon. Very rare. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Do you have a favorite legend to put your gold body armor on? Well, of course I got to go with my guy, Gibraltar. Yeah. If you're going to push it to anybody, push it to Mirage and then yeah. Gibraltar. Okay. Yeah, I think there's, you know, we play with a couple lifeline players uh, and they already have the fast heal uh, capability. But if you want to really make lifeline into a god, uh, nah. you could. You could. You there's can do an it. Argument to be made. There's an argument to be made, but that argument would be wrong. Um, I think personally that if you can have two to three players on your team with faster healing, you're just going to. The versatility you have in a fight is so good rather than putting your eggs all in one basket. Word. Next up, we're going to talk a little bit about the gold care package weapons. Uh, Overall, I just want to preface this uh, category in saying that they're all really good. It's never been better, though. Honestly, there's been a lot of kind of turmoil around gold guns and are they good enough? Are they balanced? Uh, But right now, all the gold guns are very good i'd recommend using all of them uh overall yeah number one content kraber that's right you know the kraber is the only gun where we don't pick it up every time we use it and that's just because the sniper can be very situational at times but 
now that you can one-shot someone in the head, even if they're a Gibraltar with red Evo, makes for some really fun, fun clips. Yeah, it's a very usable bolt-to-action sniper. Uh, won't let you down if you are a talented sharpshooter. So definitely get it to your get it to your sniper on your team, and uh, hopefully you'll have great success with it. Man, I've been dropped a couple times now and ranked ever since they switched it, just one-shotted, and yeah. it changes the game when that happens. Man. Yeah, when it's clutch time in those end games, if you can get a knock from far and then zip onto them, yeah. really close them out fast. Next up is the Mastiff Shotgun. Uh, this is definitely a big-time gold weapon that's been with us from the very beginning. Uh, quite a unique shotgun, uh, you know, way different than the Peacekeeper, kind of has that horizontal spread. Uh, what do you think of the Mastiff? You know, it's funny, like, I love the Mastiff, but I remember when the game first came out, uh, people were always like, do I drop my Peacekeeper with the bolt and yeah. the choke for a Mastiff? Like, yeah, it was, a, totally it was a serious close call, like, and now it's just the Mastiff is so good. The ability to one-tap people if you're really up close with them. And then the Mastiff just has some kind of crazy range, honestly. And it's impossible to miss because of what you were saying with the horizontal recoil. Like, yep. it's a really good gun. I love having it. I don't drop it for the R9 with a, if I have a fully uh, kitted SMG like an R9 or a Prowler. I'll keep those just because I think that having the extra bullets is kind of nice. But pretty much anything else, late game, if it's not shrinking right in the open, I'm grabbing that Mastiff and I am going. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, being a shotgun, uh, I think I would recommend that this gets pushed to more of your aggressive legends that are going to close the gap and get into people's faces to use it most effectively. So I'd say Wraith, Pathfinder, even Octane, and Bangalore yeah. um, are kind of good options for using this Mastiff. Closing uh, the gap. Yeah, to its best ability. The next, the final, the best gun in the game. Like, is it? Period. Yeah, the Devotion. Love it. It's so good. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say besides the fact that it's so good. It's broken. It's got a ton of ammo. Like you can take out full squads with it. It's it's a crazy weapon in the hands of someone like Henry who doesn't miss a single shot. Um, it's really really good. That's why I need an LMG with fifty four bullets because I don't miss. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Um, I will say the only actual like thing is that devotion has a slight charge up. And so we do say that if you have a fortified legend on your team, push it to one of them. Um, if you're really nitpicking stuff down there, uh, especially Gibraltar with the arm shield, you know, you might survive a little bit longer in a situation where you wouldn't have if you get stuck because uh, of that charge time. Yeah. And this, and that's not to say that all legends can't use the best gun in the game. Oh, the devotion sure. is, uh, you know, equal opportunity weapon. Everybody can use it. But I think that, being able to unload an entire clip of 54 bullets uh, is kind of tough when you have a uh, you know, low profile and you really need to stay moving uh, to survive. So mm-hmm. it's definitely kind of an advantage for the Fortified Legends uh, to use this amazing weapon. I just love that Respawn pretty much said, a fully kitted devotion <laughs> in Season 3 was so good. And the L-Star, which was a gold weapon if you're new to this game, uh, beforehand where they were just like yeah we're gonna make the devotion a gold gun now instead 
Awesome. It used to be so like everyone had one. Yeah. Like game, and they it was added crazy. An and mag to it too. Oh my too. gosh, so it's just crazy. Oh my god, the turbocharger, just ridiculous. Now and we're now gonna. It's in its place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now we're gonna take a little trip down memory lane, and remembering the best gold weapons of days gone past. This is like nostalgic, man. Like looking yeah, up this list. You got one to start. Yeah, so we have two kind of in history written down. Uh, the first of which is the Gold Wingman. Oh my goodness. Back in the day, this was just so exciting to get. And like you were saying about King's Canyon, the gold loot ticks, very rare. There's yeah. no train. like, And gold weapons rarely spawn on the supply ship. Exactly. So like the Gold Wingman was such an amazing weapon with 12 bullets in the mag. A one to two times oh. sight, which is Shay's favorite. Oh, yeah. And a skull piercer that just multiplies the headshot <laughs> oh. 1,000 times. Henry, this is so good. It's yeah. so good. This was an insane weapon and definitely not one to miss. Uh, and it is definitely uh, a sad day. Breaks my heart <laughs> now when I pick up a wingman. Like, wingman's it. still good, but kind of like how we were hearing uh, from the developers you know, making very good weapons that are easy to use is not great when really skilled players get a hold of them. And For so sure. Back in the day when the wingman was this good, yeah, it's great to be able to be a decent player and use it really well. But once a professional player gets a hold of it, yeah, it, it is kind of bad news. If a, so, if a bad player can be great with a gun, what's a pro player going to do with yeah, that same it's, gun? Like, it's a bit unfair. Yeah. Uh, the next gold gun we have, a little bit older, I think it kind of, you know, shined once uh, Armed and Dangerous was introduced. Yeah. And that is the gold Peacekeeper. I really enjoyed it. Uh, this was back when the Peacekeeper was absolutely broken and you weren't hitting those sevens or elevens and everything was like a 46 or higher. Um, gold bolt, gold choke, I guess, technically, because it is all gold. And yeah. Digital threat. Like, it is a beautiful weapon. Oh, man, the good old days. Yeah. Now what do we have? Nothing. Nothing no, good. No love for the PK. No, no love. love for the wingman. And still no gold variant on the R99. Yeah, it's so coming. So kind of the top of the meta Someday. is uh, trying to get suppressed there. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the current gold guns that we have now, though. Yeah, the current lineup starts off with the R301. Uh, definitely an amazing weapon, fully kitted out. And even with the anvil now. Uh, right now, the gold R301 has the one to two times hollow sight, uh, which is a huge upgrade from uh, what it used to be. Uh, gold R301, way back in the day, used to have a two to four times. Um, oh my goodness. That was horrible. hard to use. And, you know, it's, such, it's a good sight. You really enjoy it, Shay. I use it a lot on the Hemlock and the yeah. G7, but just like on a full auto gun when I am trying to get into that close range. And that was back before Anvil was in the yeah. game. And so there really wasn't a reason to use the four times ever on the R301. Yeah. Um, that was back when Respawn was really just pushing like rarity over everything. Because uh, now like a lot of people will lean towards the common one times that over a lot of other sites. So it's the versatility's there now. Yeah. And we have yet to see a gold uh, variant of a site for an assault rifle. And that's kind of something that mm -hmm. I've been wanting for a while here. Uh, some sort of cool, maybe a digital threat. That'd be cool. Or uh, something of that type in a two times variety. Two times the dual threat. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Next gun we have is the Havoc, equipped with Henry's favorite sight, the two times HCOG Bruiser. 
used to have a two to four as well. But now, but now it's got the good sight. Do we? Should we just toggle about the havoc right here? Because gold havoc, gold havoc, havoc in general. The havoc in general. It's not like there's the havoc doesn't need attachments. No, keep that in mind. Yeah, like it doesn't need a mag. It doesn't need a stabilizer. It doesn't need turbocharger. It's just good. It's so good. It has absolutely no recoil. If you're new to the game, pick up a Havoc. You'll enjoy it. Um, it's incredible. Enjoy it while you can, though. Yeah, it's getting yep. nerfed. It's yep. been pretty much uh, confirmed by multiple developers at Respawn that the Havoc will be taken down a peg, but they've been trying to for a while now. It's been on a roller coaster, up and down, up and down. Extended like, mag, no extended mag. Yeah, Amazing. turbocharger, no turbocharger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's so good though right now. And I love that. I really like the select fire on the Havoc. I love yeah. the one times, like the one beam, I guess. And I think it's really good. So having that on the gold gun is really nice. For sure. Havoc's best gun right now. It's so good though. It really is. And especially with Gibraltar. That charge up. <laughs> and anything's good with Gibraltar. That's, I gotta get that on a t-shirt or something. Everything's good with Gibraltar. Hey, let's buff him and let don't move like a yep. Trojan horse. Oh, that's, oh, that's my idea. I right know, there. I know. All right. Hashtag Next buff up. the bamboozle. <laughs> Keep it up. Next up is the P2020. Uh, the gold variety has 18 bullets in the mag, just a ridiculous mag size. It's so good. With the coveted hammer point rounds. I love this gun. Um, it's a fun one. You luckily let me use it whenever we find it. It's almost like you don't like the pistol for some reason. I rarely allow it, but sometimes I uh, I let it slide. Yeah, it's a really fun weapon. It can be really deadly. Um, makes for some great, just fun plays with it. There's nothing better than hitting someone flesh with the hammer point rounds, and it's just a good gun. Yeah, a lot of people in the competitive scene, you know, disagree with me and say the Peacekeeper is the best up close uh, weapon, but. If you are using an R99 or a Hemlock or something as your primary and you swap to the P2020 once you get close with hammer point, it's over. Like, There's just less room for error. There's less weapon. room for error for sure with yeah. it compared to the Peacekeeper. For sure. Next gun we have is the Gold Sentinel. Henry, I noticed you don't have any notes in our show doc for the Gold Sentinel. Something against this gun for some reason? I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> I, and I say, I go back and forth because I love the snipers in this game. I think they've done a pretty good job. I don't like the Sentinel as much. I do hear the good things about it, but it's just not my play style. Like yeah. I want to be able to, you know, have two uh, weapons that I feel comfortable with up close. And the gold Sentinel with a four to 10 times digital threat definitely doesn't fit into my, my kit at all. Yeah. I think it's fun at times. Um, We've talked a little bit about how the inventory slot change has really ruined the Sentinel a little bit because it's just hard to carry that many batteries now to be able to really capitalize on what the Sentinel is. And I think that's a weakness with it. But it's a fun gun. I get pretty disappointed if I drop train though and the gun on there is a gold Sentinel just because early game, it's tough. Early game P2020, though. Early game P2020. Oh my goodness. Early game P2020, you're on the road to the 20 kill. (laughs) <laughs> without a doubt if that you pick like up a rap song a, if you pick ready. up a gold p2020 off the drop and you don't leave capital with eight kills something's gone wrong yeah i like it <laughs> picking up the p2020 oh on my please way to no 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 okay last but not least your baby 
The best. The numero uno. I love it. It's so good. I was going to let you say it, but I'll do Y'all it if know you his want. name. The Gold <laughs> Prowler. Gold Prowler's got select fire. One of the best top-ups in the game, in my opinion. Uh, 35 bullets in the mag with Woo! a one-times <laughs> digital threat. Uh, this thing just shreds people. It completely shreds people. I, like, you know... It's not any better than a fully kitted Prowler, but being able to pick this up just right out of the box, incredible weapon. It's, it's very so hard to beat. Good. Yeah, and you know, as much as we give a lot of love to the Havoc and we do think it's going to get dropped down a peg, uh, energy ammo can sometimes be a concern. Heavy ammo, very rare uh, to be a concern. So the Gold Prowler is just such a stable, really great weapon that I don't think is going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. You said it best right there. Before we uh, wrap this up, any other thoughts on our gold items in general? Super fun talking about all the gold items and the things that you don't always get to play with, but sometimes you do. And it's kind of just fun to talk about, well, what would I do if I got a a gold P2020? What would I do if I got a gold knockdown shield? How would I really utilize that? You got to definitely get yourself in good position to go down. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's that. Uh, All gold, everything. All gold, everything. With that, let's get into the questions. First question is coming from Data Personado. I am currently using the Ninja Button layout on Xbox. Would you suggest a different layout? Well, Henry, you have a pretty... I'm a weirdo with how my buttons are laid out, so I'll explain mine after you go through yours, but I wouldn't even recommend using what I do. <laughs> yeah, this could be a whole episode in of itself for just Shay's uh, setup. Uh, but pretty much, I'd say the Ninja button layout for console and Xbox is pretty good. I myself use the button masher, which pretty much changes the B button or the crouch or slide uh, to the right thumbstick. Um, and why I like this is it makes it so that you don't have to move your thumb off the movement stick ever pretty much, Uh, especially not in a fight because you want to be able to crouch and slide while moving very quickly. Uh, And so being able to stay on uh, the stick with your thumb is definitely uh, critical to my game. And that's kind of just my plain and simple. uh, And you hold the controller default, right? Like a normal person. Just like a no no crab. Okay. I'm going to walk you through what I do. Data personado. I would recommend trying it maybe if you want to have fun. Um, first and foremost, I hold the controller claw. Um, and so I actually never really changed my button layout for a while because I could do all these things. I could do all the movement and stuff while, you know, not taking my thumb off the right stick. I made a decision though, about a month ago and I switched my B button. So my like crouch from toggle to hold. And so what that means is you have to hold down the B button in order to stay crouched. And the reason I did this is because if you're in a gunfight, a one-on-one, you can tap the B button repeatedly and you will bounce up and down like a crazy person, but your line of sight does not change that much. And so it makes you really, really hard to hit. And I've won so many gunfights because of it. But when I made that switch, I ended up putting the crouch button on my left stick. So you had to press the left stick down to use it. And the reason was, is my 
pointer finger just wasn't strong enough to tap that B button repeatedly over and over and over again. And I couldn't put it on the right stick like Henry does because holding the button to stay crouched and then aiming with it while it's pressed down is really, really difficult. Um, The easy solution to this is to get a controller that has paddles, but I don't. And so I will say if you want to try something new and if you feel like you're losing those 1v1s a lot and you don't incorporate crouching into your everyday play, because I know the reason that you haven't really tried this is with Gibraltar, you're big on constantly being crouched and it is hard to hold crouch and hold that button while you're shooting but for someone like me who plays a lot of pathfinder and tries to get up and push on people it's really nice to be able to bounce up and down and you know be hard to hit yeah that was a that was a lot listen it's a lot but so you've got to get creative when you're on console and you have to you know keep your movement up to take down preds on a daily basis so yeah yeah, yeah. definitely good advice to listen to if anybody tries it uh send me a message i use i'm the one that responds on twitter so you can message me on twitter but if you message henry he'll definitely tell me about it he's controlling the instagram dms i would love to hear what you guys think and feel free to call me crazy as well because i know that it is a little weird and very unorthodox he keeps it real the just the truth you know (laughs) next question today is from a tucker inc what are your thoughts on the digital threat lots of pros don't like them i main bangalore so i need to use them but i don't really like them what are your thoughts i think the first thing there is with bangalore it's so good like you definitely if you if you have a digital threat you always got to push it to that bangalore player um some Bangalore players are very well trained to like see the silhouette of the person in the smoke, but it still just makes it a whole lot easier to have a digital threat. But what would you say? Because I definitely feel what he's saying in that it is kind of hard to use the digital threat sometimes. Yeah, it's, you know, the the border of the site is a bit obstructive uh, to your view. So, you know, it's it's fine to use a, a one times HCOG. I think that's a really great alternative to it. You know, it's gold, so it's definitely a shiny. You want to pick it up. For sure. Nobody can fault you for that. Um, You know, if I have a Bangalore or a Costco on my team, like we said uh, in this episode, I do try to use the digital threat. Um, But, you know, I don't disagree with the pros not using it. You know, I think that it's fine, but I definitely like my two times bruiser, even on SMGs. Yeah, you're crazy for that. You're crazy for that. So I do that. Um, Yeah, I think we covered that pretty good. But yeah, it's just kind of a personal preference. Like, I wouldn't say that the digital threat is horrible for people. Like, I think if you're used to it and you don't mind it and you don't find yourself getting shot from the peripherals, then go for it. I just know that it just bothers my eyesight while I'm playing sometimes. And so I don't use it all the time. Last question coming from Charlie McLean, Davey. We got the full name in here. I love it. There we go. What are your mains and how many kills do you have with each one? Fantastic question, Charlie. Big stuff coming out on today's podcast, but I'll start it off. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm a Gibraltar main, if you don't know by now. Uh, And on Xbox, coming pretty close to 3,000 kills with them. So definitely I've put in my hours uh, with the big boy. What's kind of crazy about your kills is like, I love like how much we've improved since season one. And so like to see the kills per season is pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. Like you, you might do like two or three in the next season if yeah. you stick with Gibraltar. Like yeah. you're on track to do really good. Um, 
Charlie, I got some big news. I got zero kills with my main. I've already elected that I am maining Loba. Um, it's common knowledge. Common knowledge at this point. From a real answer, though, man, dude, like, I don't know what to you say. You gotta tell them the truth. Okay. I grew up born and raised Pathfinder main, you know? But sometimes things change, and you just have to lean into what you're good at. And apparently, I'm good at caustic. I don't know when it happened, but I've been maining him now for a month, maybe? Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Uh, I actually don't even know how many kills I have with him. I will say for Pathfinder, I'm like just shy of 2,000. Uh, but I've always just been like a, I've bounced around with my legends a ton. I've got a lot of kills with really everyone. Yeah, you know how many you have with Mirage. I've almost got a thousand with him. Yeah. But I don't even remember when that insane. happened. I don't ever remember when that happened. But yeah, I'm Loba. I've already decided it's happening. I don't know why I made that decision. I think I just really didn't like Revenant. And so I was disappointed and I was like, the next one is going to be it. But yep. you know. He's got the legend tokens in the bank ready day one. <laughs> I've been pulling the trigger. I have the crafting right now where I've That's true. I'm doing the I'm doing the legendary skin and a finisher for Loba off day one. He's going all in. Okay. So we'll that's the only way on I'll commit. Yeah, that's the only way I'll commit myself to it <laughs> if I spend twenty four hundred crafting on the character. That's but a yeah, I'm a little ashamed to say that I think I'm approaching getting close to one thousand kills with Caustic. And that's kind of sad in the it's last amazing. month. amazing, you know. Everybody knows that random caustics are the worst. And so if you drop in with unshaped pear over here, <laughs> uh, Shay as caustic, don't be that worried because he's actually a really good caustic player and he probably won't gas you too much. Only a little bit. I try to limit it to two traps a game. There's only so right much you can do. <laughs> it's, a, it's a risk-reward ratio. But, you know, Alliance representing with the caustic in the Apex Legends Global Series I think we're going to see some serious caustic play coming up. Yeah. And really going into season five, we'll be ranking the legends again. Yeah. Uh, and we're really excited. I think there's going to be uh, some real shifts. There already up are. Next one. Yeah. From our last episode, there's already going to be some real shifts just like on Bloodhound alone, really. Um, but yeah, with that, we have a little bit of a new segment and it's called Drop Together. Very excited. It's going to be cool. I hope that we get some actual like interaction with it. As we've been saying a little bit lately, we don't have enough time to play with everyone who's been messaging us to play. We've enjoyed uh, everyone that we have been able to play with. But if you're stuck playing with randoms, we would love to share out your gamer tag, your PC username, uh, whatever you're grinding on. And so we have one for today, and that's going to be a PSN ID. Uh, I'm going to have it in the description below if you want to check it out. And that is this underscore Mandalorian. Great name. Great name. Uh, PS4 player, Bloodhound main, platinum ranked, but just started fresh in season four. Looking for some teammates to grind rank going into next season. We would love to connect you guys together. And, you know, if anyone wants to add this guy, please do drop together and have a good time because randoms can be frustrating in Apex. For sure. This is a team game and definitely partying up is going to improve your chances greatly. Yeah, so if you want to, you know, have us share out your username or something, send us a message, Instagram, Twitter, uh, email, wherever you are. Any other thoughts on that? That's a wrap. I hope you guys add them so we, we don't look like uh, 
dummies for sharing this and nobody yeah. playing with him. Send him some love. Send him some love. Please do. Link in the description. And with that, please subscribe. You have a five-star review with your question in Apple Pods. We guarantee it'll be answered on the pod. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Third Party Pod. We try to interact with everyone on there. You do a really good job of interacting with everyone on the Instagram, Henry. It's getting tricky, Shay. It really is. There's getting a lot of people on there for sure, but I think you're doing a great job. And if you have any thoughts, comments, you want to send us a legend concept, you want to drop with us, you want to do anything, email us, thethirdpartypod at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>